Can we agree that if someone actually calls it croissant, you can punch him right in the throat? Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live, coming to you live from Studio 208 in the beautiful Decca Hotel at the corner of 45th and Brooklyn, just across the street from the Neptune Theater in Seattle's University District. I am Bobby Pape, and sitting immediately next to me on this same somewhat shady but really elegantly appointed hotel room couch is Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello. I'd like you to start saying that you're flanked by me, like old Jen and Luke days. <laughs> <laughs> Which was always really offensive to some of the listeners. Absolutely. On okay. left wing. <laughs> Your left-hand man today is me. And in Dallas, someone who I hope got more sleep than we did last night, Meredith Mahan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Bobby. <laughs> and always last but never least in Austin, on his way to Dallas shortly, Lefty Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I hope to soon be flanked by Meredith and Duff. Oh, you will be. And easy listening jazz. Oh, God. All no. night long. <laughs> it, does Lionel Richie count as easy listening jazz? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I might make it tolerable. So a, a production note before we get going here this morning. Um, it is Saturday morning. It's nine o'clock on the West Coast. We're actually recording a little bit later than normal uh, so that Christy and I could be allowed a little more time to recover from <laughs> the LRB party like it's 1999 meetup at the legendary Mandarin Gate last night. We will talk about that after we review a few episodes from this week's TBTL uh, because we've all been busy and because Thursday and Friday were reruns including last year's TBTL Thanksgiving episode, which you also got uh, and got first this year from the Little Red Bandwagon feed. <laughs> uh, we are going to really gloss over Thursday and Friday, but we're going to bring you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday recap, followed by a little chat about all the things that happened last night. Does anybody have any business before we get going? I think, Bobby, what's important to point out is that we wrapped the uh, the Thanksgiving episode with a lot of fresh content, whereas TBTL did not. It was about two minutes of dead fish uh, intro, <laughs> and they went right into it. So if if you only have time to listen to one Burbank um, Family Thanksgiving, Burbank Family <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving, the LRB is far the superior brand. Yeah, absolutely. I think to be fair, I messaged you guys after we recorded that and said it's about 50 minutes of original heartwarming content from us followed by Luke's talk with his family. And if we weren't a podcast about a podcast, that first 50 minutes just would have been a great standalone episode. Agreed. Uh, mm -hmm. So go back and get your tissues and listen to our last episode if you haven't already, because Mike gets all sappy Mike on cries. us. Yeah. I'm still hydrating. <laughs> <laughs> so are we. <laughs> and with that, uh, we will start with Monday's episode. And I am just... Very quickly, pulling up it because we don't have a run sheet this week. Pulling up the name. Are of the you episode. going to finish that croissant? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first line in my notes too. Yes, yeah. uh, and I spell it C W O I S S A N. Croissant. croissant. Uh, <laughs> 
This is episode number 1997. I've been eating this dumpling for five years. I thought was a pretty good title. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. My notes are short and sweet for this episode. In fact, they do start with, are you going to finish that croissant? (laughs) Can Uh, we agree that if someone actually calls it croissant, you can punch him right in the throat? Yep. Croissant. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Oh, there's a a lady... I'm I'm sorry, Bobby. There's a lady at a bakery that I go to regularly on the weekends to get stuff for Emily. And there's a woman who came in one time and there are about three different types of croissants there. And she purposefully asked about each one of them saying the entire word Mm. so that she could say it that way. (laughs) Was she French? No, she was a, a, she gets a, a, she was a housewife from the, (laughs) from the, the, from the Northwest Hills. And I, my first instinct was to kill her, but I ended up just slamming my own head in the door. <laughs> You've already done your time. You don't need the yeah, attic. Right, right. They're not right. going to let just, you back out for that. The, maybe you nope. just need me to live with you and I'll go around and do the punching when it's necessary. Absolutely. Okay. You can get them, get them right in the ovaries. Get right. them right where they live. <laughs> you guys, there's, there's someone very close to me who calls it basil. Oh. Is that oh. worthy of a punch? Uh, that sounds no, a little no, say, jazzy. Just put it's... duff around behind it, high lower. <laughs> well, I just need to know: is that a, the correct "quote unquote" pronunciation of it? Like when people say "karaoke" uh, or however yeah. you say it. Do you I know don't know. I don't know if or it's fort. right. Like what accent is or that? Ukulele. Uh, ho- Hawaii. Hawaii. That those are deserve punches. Okay. Uh, are you going to finish that croissant? Uh, my notes again are short. I also have Luke is rough and raw. Just putting that out there. Um, mm-hmm. He pulled a Baldwin on an airplane and Andrew mm-hmm. calls him out on it. Yes. Rightfully yeah. so. I love that Andrew called him out on it. <laughs> I like that. I'm sure I did what everybody else was doing as Luke was telling that story, which was just Cringing. going, that was Baldwin. That was Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And then Andrew for once finally says what we've all been thinking. But uh, also just don't be a dick. Yeah, you, really. So with with flight crews, they're usually the same. He's going to run into those same people over and over and over yes. again. Don't be an asshole. I was thinking that too, actually. Um, I work with a guy, I have a freelance client who flies from New York to Buffalo and back. He flies out every Wednesday morning on the same flight and back every Thursday night on the same flight. He gets the same crew every week. They know him. He's almost always in the same seat, like he's friendly mm-hmm. with them. He's going to burn some bridges quick. That little yeah. airport, he's going to get to know the entire staff. They're going to hate him. Yeah. He's never going to get free stuff ever again. He's going to have to bring so many chocolates. But right, <laughs> but it won't even work. So if he is just nice and he and listens to the rules, they're the same. it's the same as the security line when people stand there and go, wait, I'm not allowed to bring 64 ounces of lube with me. <laughs> No, we all know the rules. We know you take your shoes off. We know you take your laptop out. Follow the fucking rules that are posted everywhere and that they say on a loudspeaker. Just follow the rules. Turn off your fucking phone. You can the the flight is what an hour. The Luke, Luke is going to get tased. He's going to get tased by the air marshal one of these days. Yes. I know it. <laughs> oh, and you know what? If uh, if they have to toss him off of that plane. And they have to wake up one of the FBI agents to drive down to the the Bellingham airport. <laughs> he or she is not going to be a happy person. Right. And if he just would be nice and follow the rules and just be like this guy, right? And just be really nice to the flight attendants who've probably worked 20 hours straight. 
he would get free stuff. He'd have never-ending drinks. Mm-hmm. He could bring that lube onto the plane. Christy is so fired up about this. I'm I don't really usually angry. get to see this in person. I'm waiting for Jeremy to come in with her bucket and towel on yeah. the bell. <laughs> well, Jeremy knows he's always like, Christy just is an Alaska Airlines apologist. You can't say anything bad. Uh, worth noting, uh, speaking of airline chocolates, um, I did not fly Alaska coming out here, despite the fact that it's the, uno- the uh, unofficial official airline. Yeah. Of Little Red Bandwagon. But due to the holiday scheduling, I ended up uh, buying a ticket on one JetBlue Airlines, which was a perfectly nice flight. As a certain pilot we know said, uh, well, it's not Alaska. They do make a nice product, those Mm -hmm. people at JetBlue. Um, Mm -hmm. Chocolates worked. Just I know we like to document that. I gave a pack of Ferraro Rocher, a variety pack, to my flight crew. And they thanked me with free cocktails at their urging and uh, a free... Uh, inferior to Alaska Airlines cheese plate, but it was still the thought that counted. Mm-hmm. And um, I probably would have had a lot more to drink if it wasn't early in the morning when I flew out here yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I know the Macaulays same thing. had the same thing. They flew out from Chicago on Alaska and uh, were rewarded for their generosity with chocolates. So that's like six for six or something for me <laughs> in the last six months on chocolates working. Uh, and speaking of Alaskans, um, Luke insulted anyone who flies from Alaska on Alaska, <laughs> just basically describing them as hillbillies and He's rednecks and alcoholics. <laughs> He's, I'm, I'm just saying I've flown that flight. Before. Well, and those are the people that irritate you the most, Christy, because they never fly and they don't know the rules. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, but they follow the rules more than Luke did. Just, so, well, true. You know what? Someone being in the wrong seat because he's right. I mean, it's hard to tell where they are. Um on those little flights, someone not knowing where their seat is, it doesn't hold the whole plane back, like not turning off your phone. Mm-hmm. They announce it by the time that she got to him to tell him, okay, now they've already said it about five times. I just think it's yeah. funny that he lied and she blatantly called him out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would have paid I money mean, to be there. She has other things to worry about. He needs to t- turn off his phone because she's got all these guys from Alaska trying to fly with a bucket of scallops in their lap. <laughs> <or something. laughs> um, Lisa Weinberg, 2016, was just my next note. I'd vote um, for her. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think, well, I struggle with that because on one hand, she's clearly earning her keep with Luke or was. I mean, I don't know if he still goes. I mean, when he moved and then moved back, I know for a while they were trying Skype. Yeah, they do. Don't they do Skype? Um, On the other hand, I mean, I know you don't cure people Mm -hmm. with therapy, but like she's kind of in the razor blade business with Luke, right? Because he needs extensive therapy for the rest of his life. He's a lifer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She she bought bought a summer home with his issues. (laughs) Does she have a kid she's putting through college? Yeah. Uh, yes, Lisa Weinberg, 2016, will work on a running mate. Uh, Andrew is an annoying Batman. I think he was the one who said that. (laughs) (laughs) It is being a stickler for the rules. Yeah. Uh, and then our top story, McDonald's is trying to suck less. Uh, policy is called Ask, Ask, Tell, wherein they ask you what you want and then make sure they got it right and then tell you they got it right, I guess. I don't know, Mike, you're our food service industry expert. Well, uh, other companies, especially I think Wendy's was the first one to really start to give a shit about their drive through business because they figured out that was the future. And they started timing and mm-hmm. and uh, and they worked on their accuracy and they 
became better at it. And and that's one of the reasons that McDonald's is getting its ass kicked. It's not just because um, the food isn't that great. It's because other people, other companies in the industry have been working harder than them for a long time and they've fallen behind. And, and like, like Luke said, 70% of the business is going through the drive-through. And if you're consistently disappointing people, um, there's are plenty of other options because I, I bet there are going to be a lot more fast casuals putting mm-hmm. drive throughs in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the Panera by me has a drive through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now you can have broccoli cheddar bread bowl in while your you're lap driving. while you're driving. That's what I thought. It's a <laughs> soup and salad safe. Like, who needs that? It's so weird. Should be they should give you the soup with a straw, you know, a yes. lid and a straw. Mm-hmm. But like one of those bubble tea straws, because that broccoli is trying to right, suck that right, up. Right, right. <laughs> you suck at it, you're like, and then it comes up and it immediately jumps right into your throat and you choke and, and crash your crash car. Crash your car. My question is, um, how do they have a padlocked bathroom that they put in your car? <laughs> for the number of times I've had to go up for a four-digit code to use the bathroom at Panera. I have a question. So a couple people posted that they had to get McDonald's the the day after the talk did their discussing mcdonald's want make you want to have it they didn't talk about the food really no it did right yeah no didn't get me at all if they talk about the fries sometimes they'll crave the fries mm-hmm. i have heard that people listening to little red bandwagon have had an uncontrollable urge to go to autozone <laughs> <laughs> well that's just good salesmanship on the part of and one wear underwear. right and and to wear underwear subscription underwear yeah, please, please, folks, stop sending that underwear back. I need so at least one person I send the underwear to <laughs> to not send it back. If well, five of right? you send five pairs of underwear to five of your friends, and then just keep it going. Mike needs a downline. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, the, so, the problem is that you're treating it like fruitcake. You keep sending different people the same pair of underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they round out Monday by talking about that stupid article about the TVTL 2000 show. Oh, yeah. I'm it so glad I posted that. such a weird that. article. Yeah, it really was. Um, so I I like Sean. I'm glad that he's going to be at the 2000 show tonight uh, or uh, a couple of days ago, right? <laughs> Based <laughs> on when this comes out. Um, and it was quite a little glamour piece that was written about him. <laughs> I think one of I think his mom wrote it. <laughs> or I mean, but seriously, I think someone one of his friends wrote it. They didn't mention Andrew at all. I mean, you they know. talked about it. they don't mention Andrew at all. It talks about how Sean, how much Sean was involved with the show. He hasn't been on for over a year. Somebody well, he who just caught a week of episodes in November 2008 wrote an article about TVTL <laughs> yeah. 2000 Or they couldn't get Luke to email them back about an interview, so they got Sean instead. That's I guess true. that was my well, theory. Or yeah. it was someone at Cairo that wrote it, because mm-hmm. they were trying to promote, and, and uh, Sean's the only person that oh. is close. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a current interview with him. Right. And yeah, don't he was forget, talking Andrew about Walsh worked for Cairo. Like, I think that's right. Yeah. They know his number. I mean, they have everybody's contact information. Also, I don't think Sean listens to the show. No, so that's another I don't think so either. sort of strike against <laughs> so the when they concept of having him be the centerpiece. Yeah. When they interviewed him, he didn't even know Andrew was on the show, probably. <laughs> right. That's a right. bold strategy. Um, we're going to Tuesday. Tuesday episode number nineteen ninety eight on the eighth day the bartender pulled the plug. Uh, 
Luke, let's go and let's Rudy. Uh, we release a new segment called Are You Ever Going to Finish That Croissant? <laughs> the answer is always no. <laughs> um, uh, Mike, have you ever met a croissant you haven't finished? No, I don't think so. Even if it was a sandwich, I, I'll usually like when you eat a sandwich, sometimes it, you can leave corners of the bread, but a croissant is so delicious and buttery that the, mm-hmm. it demands to be eaten. Yeah, uh, of all the things to have a drop about not finishing, why a croissant? Yeah, now, someone could say, "Are you going to finish that that piece of sourdough toast?" I mean, maybe not, but mm-hmm. if, am I going to finish that croissant? Are yes, you I going am. To finish that scone? Mm, no, no, no. I'm going to huck it through mm-hmm. a bank window and go in and <laughs> open the vault. Well, it worked for you 38 times before. That's right. Officially. Uh, wind stories and hot dog stories and hot dog sandwich debates. This is just another moment of TBTL just trolling us. Oh, yeah. the hot dogs. No. No. So what do you guys think? Are hot dog oh, sandwiches? So no, just for they're context, hot dogs. Andrew believes that, yes, it's a type of sandwich. That's a lot of no, wiggle room. Uh, and also just throws in there that open face sandwiches are bullshit. That's true. Yeah. It's you have like to eat a- it with a knife and a fork. It's not a sandwich. Right, no. it does defeat the purpose of what a sandwich is supposed to accomplish. I, I, I don't, I don't agree that they're bullshit. I agree that them being called sandwiches is bullshit. But I right. wish I had one right now. <laughs> right, yeah, a turkey open face right now, slathered in gravy, and that's oh, right. I'd that's go for right. a Dungeness crab one. <laughs> I'm going to stop this conversation for two reasons. One, uh, we're on a show clock, and two, I do not want to be lowered into a conversation about whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich or not. <laughs> it's not the hot dog. What about a hamburger? A hamburger, a hamburger sandwich? From the McDonald's. From the McDonald's. <laughs> so we actually go into a dive about that drop for a little while from SNL. Uh, then Luke goes into a long conversation about some climber dick on Livewire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because successful people are assholes. Well, successful people at, at white people sports mm-hmm. are generally yep. assholes. There's a whole event every four years committed to giving <laughs> white people medals and that's the winter olympics yes yeah they, they invent so many sports to, to make sure that white people can get some medals it's yes. embarrassing forget though if they let uh black people succeed uh they do make a movie about it and it's called cool runnings <laughs> right right <laughs> right uh, public radio people are bad at talking about humor books uh, we had a little on our media segment without the music, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. uh, where we're alternating. We're going back and forth between talking about public radio for a couple of weeks and then an episode where the guys say they're going to stop talking about public radio. <laughs> but Luke, uh, as Carrie says, is the bad boy of public radio. So I guess we should expect it. Yeah, that's like being the best quarterback in North Korea. It's just <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> uh, Andrew didn't book Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> When he, he was a young, who he was. when he was a young assistant producer in New Hampshire. There was a period of about 10 years where you could not turn on any channel of the television without seeing Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> I'm shocked he doesn't know who Alan Dershowitz was. I enjoyed the conversation about day of guests and lobby guests. Yeah, lobby mm-hmm. guests. yeah. But I, I kind of like that he did that. He's like, what? You, you won't follow our rules? All right, then you're not coming on. Yeah, that would appeal to you, Christy. Yeah. Because, yeah, I would do that. That's why. It's just more annoying Batman. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, top story. Uh, the MTA in New York is uh, featuring ads for an Amazon TV show, a counterfactual alternative history show uh, with with Nazi logos and if art. Germany have one kind of right. Right. Basically, they're biting on the History Channel because I think that's all the History Channel does now, right? If the Nazis had won, or mm-hmm. if aliens had won World War Two, or or <laughs> what if the Nazis be had won? Sandwiches the... if the Nazis had won. You're really pushing it, Christy. You're sitting right next to me. I'm, no. not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot you a death glare every time you bring up a fucking hot dog sandwich question. Well, I'm just saying, isn't like sausages the only German food that's worth anything? No, they have hamburgers. Strudel. They're from right. Hamburg. Right. Hamburg. Strudel. Beer? But I'm just saying that maybe we would call hot dog sandwiches. Do you think we'd have more pretzel girls mm. if Germany had won World War II? It would be uh, Oktoberfest every day. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm suddenly rethinking everything I know about history from the last... There, there would be no Lisa Weinberg in 16, though. No, that's, that's true. Sure. <laughs> no good movies. I think the real question is, who are the clan wizards who came up with that one? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, Andrew says he would shut it down and I guess they did, or maybe Amazon buckled under pressure to not run the ads. I think they said it was on the shuttle, which is just one train that goes one stop between Grand Central and Times Square, I think, if I remember correctly. So it's one of these ones where you get on it for like three minutes and then get off. It's not like somebody's staring at this art for an hour going out to Queens. But I'm sure that was Amazon's plan all along was just to generate a whole bunch of buzz. I mean, we're all talking about this show and we never would have Mm -hmm. if it weren't for this dumb campaign. Well, it's not like there's any Jews in New York, so it's okay. Yeah, that's true. I think putting a bunch of uh, Nazi propaganda on a subway stop leads to a false expectations that the trains will actually run on time because the Germans can actually do that. (laughs) Well, there's also, you know, Nazi trains... That kind of thing, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't get in the ones. Yeah, if I were Jewish, I would not get in the, the no, train adorned with one. Nazi yeah. logos. Taking a real dark turn, guys. Yeah, but here's the thing: <laughs> I understand doing this kind of advertising the second season if a show succeeds because everybody knows. Yeah, they're what on board it is, it. but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm against it. You know, there's going to be dummies out there who think it's a documentary, right? Of course. Right. There's somewhere there's a small group of neo-Nazis, or whatever the latest iteration of neo-Nazis and skinheads is in New York, who are just quietly happy, and now mm-hmm. they're going to be quietly sad. They're mm-hmm. taking selfies on that bench. Yeah. <laughs> and so are a lot of stupid college kids, and so mm-hmm. that probably would have been a great triage tool. Um, we are ever going to finish our segment about Fargo. I'm not watching Fargo because I've been so busy, um, but I hear great things. Are any of you watching Fargo? No. It's on my list to watch. Yeah, mine too. I've seen the first season. Fantastic. But I have not seen the second. Yeah, it sounds, the show sounds almost as good as Andrew's dad's Fargo snow globe. Have you seen that snow globe? No. Oh, it's so amazing. They did a promo where you got it with the movie when it first came out. Christy is Googling. While she does that, um, we get an email from listener Lauren about aggressive music. And she recounts a time that she had 15 credits on a jukebox and didn't know what to do with it. So 15 plays of Something Happens on the Way to Heaven was her answer. (laughs) That's a good way to get kicked out of a bar. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've discussed this on the air or not, but I know it's something that came up over the summer while I was in Seattle. Um, Those TouchTunes jukeboxes are evil for many reasons, but one of the primary reasons they're evil, 
is that you can control them from your phone so you can pick music without the shame of walking up to the box and people seeing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I shame and shame and potential uh, bodily harm because you'll be held culpable because if you were the last person to walk up there and then some BS comes on, um, everyone's going to look to you. But if you do it on your phone, right. You know, uh, the other thing about doing it from your phone is that you can definitely do it from the parking lot as you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> or as you drive by. Just keep some... Or even if you're not driving by, it's a little complicated, but if you can get it to remember where it was last, you can basically do it from anywhere. <laughs> and so there is a venue in which I hosted trivia for a while where the people were just terrible. And on my last night out, after I played all of their terrible requests for them because I just didn't care anymore, I pounded that jukebox with repeats of Rooster and Byrari for like a solid hour. Because it's a song that they would request once in a while and they thought it was funny because it's so stupid. And so I just shoved it down their throats after I was gone okay. for an hour. <laughs> Uh, and knowing how well, janky the sound system was there, they probably couldn't turn it down. <laughs> but what this uh, this emailer was getting into was we talked about it before. Um, the music, the the what is happening with the jukebox is an act of aggression, but the music that's being put on isn't necessarily aggressive. Right? It's annoying. It's stupid. But let's let's stop using aggressive. Right. When we mean annoying. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this back mm -hmm. to the. Back to the moral of the story. Any music can be aggressive when you weaponize it. Yeah, it's an act of aggression, but it's not aggressive in and of itself. Right. True. So uh, that's some uh, Waka Flocka flame, by the way, that Rooster Mirari. Um I'm looking for anything else from Tuesday, guys? Hmm. I don't think so. Uh Going to Wednesday, episode 1999, part one. <laughs> Glad we figured out how to handle that. <laughs> Happy Janksgiving. Um, this opened with a long cut from uh, the West Wing episode about the Butterball Hotline, which makes me really happy <laughs> as a West Wing nerd. I don't know if you guys love West Wing. I, I don't get into it a ton, but I've watched every episode of West Wing many, many times. And uh, every couple of years, I go back and marathon all seven seasons. And um, that Butterball Hotline episode is one of the best. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a loose show. Andrew's got his gobble drop and is already into the eggnog. Do you guys like eggnog? Yeah. And uh, well, it's a Christmas drink. I think Luke was right about that. I do like eggnog a lot, but it's not for Thanksgiving. Right. But you can have it the day after. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Eggnog, yes or no? I love, I love eggnog. I've never had it with booze in it. I used to drink mm. it when I was a kid, and it was at a tremendous calorie deficit all the yeah. time. <laughs> now, as a middle to older aged adult, uh, lifetime on the hips. So I'm laying off the uh, laying off mm -hmm. the eggnog. I've been putting it in my coffee the last couple of days. Yeah, that's instead good. of cream. It's nice. Or cut mm. it with like nonfat milk or buttermilk. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what if you mm. put coffee milk syrup in your eggnog? <gasps> Oh boy. I'm not going to do anything to my coffee milk besides make sweet love to it with my 2% <laughs> milk. <laughs> now that I'm now that I've been reunited with my coffee milk, which I, I spent 4 days without it for the longest days of my life without coffee milk. 
uh, I'll never be a part again and I'll never change the ritual. So, so no to the eggnog. It's just going to be straight coffee milk for old clip clop. I'll write to the coffee milk people. Maybe I can see if we can make them the official state drink of the Little Red Bandwagon podcast. Oh, yeah. Mm. Maybe they can sponsor us by giving us free, free coffee, coffee milk. Free coffee milk, milk yeah. Uh, some you know, Bobby, potential- coffee milk is a... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just practicing. It's a great way to get kids to drink their milk by feeding them coffee. Does it have actual <laughs> caffeine in it? I think so. It's coffee. Oh, yeah, wow. I think it does. Yeah. Uh possible thanksgiving emergency luke's parents had no power and this was conveyed to luke by texts from his dad about excitement when it came back so that he could take a dump in a flushing toilet <laughs> or something i didn't get the wording down exactly but there were a lot of emojis i love that that walter burbank did this <sighs> yeah it seemed very uncharacteristic of him and i love yeah. that the siblings all mentioned that <laughs> i really isn't it gonna get worse though i mean as the filter goes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I hate to call someone out, but I'm talking to you right now, Maggie. Uh, the emojis, you're out of control. <laughs> we need to have an intervention. An emoji you gotta stop. intervention. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I sometimes I'll see like a smile, a laugh, or whatever, but then all the little pictures, I can't do it. I don't know. It's yeah, well, a lot of work. You know what's really funny is when you have a meaning behind an emoji yourself. Or between, like, if you and Emily had a, a meaning. So there's this one that Jeremy and I call pervy face, which is the tongue sticking out and winking. But so we always think it's like, you know, if you're like, hey, I want to, I mean, not that this happens, but hey, you want to do this tonight? <laughs> pervy face. <Aww>. Um, <laughs> and his mom uses that often. So we just oh, crack no. up when she's like, Hey guys, it was good to see you yesterday. Pervy face. <laughs> Mom wants to sex you down. Really good to see you. Right. She wants to. Uh, but to be clear, uh, so Maggie was out at the Mandarin Gate last night. I won't go into details about that just yet, but um, she did give me a big grin, uh, followed by a wink, followed by blowing me a kiss, <laughs> followed by writing 100 in the air. Uh. And her eyes turned to hearts somehow. I don't know how that's she's, physically possible. So she's she living did. the life. Yeah, I she, think that's she's embraced it one hundred percent. So she gets okay. a pass. Prayer hands to back. her. Prayer hands to her. <laughs> I like oh, when God. they were trying to. Is it prayer hands or is it high five? Are the palms <laughs> facing you or are they together? <laughs> um, I recently discovered because I'm slow to this game that when you make Siri read your texts, she has um. She has words for all of the emojis. No, she does not. Yes, she does. Oh, goodbye afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like the, the poop, of course, everybody's favorite is smiling pile of poop. So when you have her oh read gosh. it out. I gotta go, guys. So she, she describes all of these things. So it'll be like flag of Canada, <laughs> prayer hands, smiley face, etc. Uh, but because you can control the skin tones of things like the prayer hands down, there's like eight options or mm-hmm. something. She also tells you which skin tone each of them is. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh. Siri. <laughs> so she's very uh, observant about all of that. If, uh, well, everybody go grab your iPhone, text yourself a string of emoji, and then tell Siri to read your last text from you or whatever your name is in your own phone. You have a message from me. It says, ghost. Love struck cat face. 
hands raised in celebration. Oh, no. And uh, hands with just sit there and, and be amused as she reads them out at you. I have been doing that for days now. I'm never leaving my house. <laughs> like, this is going to be so great. Um, we don't talk about this very often, but um, despite Luke's uh, failings often at finding the right words to say something, once in a while he pulls out a 50-cent word. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's like the Luke Burbank word of the day, which doesn't come from Urban Dictionary like Andrews. And he did use the word peripatetic. Mm-hmm. Which, that's one of his words he uses. Yeah, I know. But it's, that's in his pocket. I was just surprised that he threw it out and used it right and defined it correctly. Um, and didn't doubt himself like Andrew would have. Right. Is there an emoji for that, though? Uh, <laughs> For a... For somebody moving around for work, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's probably a suitcase and a train uh, and if, a smiley pile of poo. If, and maybe if a they do a skin like color, checking. if they do a skin color associated with it, that's racist. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. very racist. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into racist when we talk about Thanksgiving sides in a few minutes. But before that, uh-huh. talk about ancestral homes. Luke doesn't really have an ancestral family home because they were renters. Yeah, they were renters. You know, uh, career renters, and they moved into their latest house after Luke kind of moved out. Um, do you guys still go to a family home? We have one. So again, broken family. So my dad still lives in the house that we grew up in. Um, but my mom and stepdad have moved away and that was, that was weird. They moved after we all moved out. And so when we go home, I, I primarily stay with her. And so it's, it is kind of strange because that it's like, whose house is this? It feels like someone else's house. Yeah. Me, no, no ancestral home, all gone. Even our cabin gone. Yeah. Um, we, um, my mother lives with my grandmother's taking care of my grandmother in the house that my grandmother bought when my mom was like an early teenager. Um, but it's not, it's not anything to write home about. Like it's a pretty crappy, uh, world war two boomer ranch. So, you know, I'll be happy to knock it down if it makes it to me. It's not exactly something I want to keep in the family. Um, but we've floated around for holidays lately. Like, I know I didn't go home for Thanksgiving because we hosted in Rhode Island, which is part of the reason for the for the spreading around. But, um, you know, my my aunt, and my uncle have sort of stepped up and there's no matriarch patriarch anymore. So there's no one house everybody rallies to. Did you have uh, candy over for the holiday or or did? Uh... <laughs> uh, no, she was working. Those places are 24, 7, 365. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, no, um, candy being my mother. Thank you. Um, uh, no, she stayed with our family in Rochester. We'll see her all at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, what do you guys, what did you guys do for Thanksgiving? Uh, went to my sister's house. Remember the six foot cheese board? Oh, right. Right. Mike, remember the six foot cheese board? I do. I was glued to it on, on my computer screen for <laughs> quite showed, some time. <laughs> I showed Kate last night and she was zooming in. She's like, tell me about this cheese. <laughs> zooming in on the phone, trying to identify the different cheeses. <laughs> she was like the, the nerdy girl on NCIS, you know, yeah, enhance, exactly. enhance. Exactly. And, um, I'll tell you because I hate everything Thanksgiving food. So that cheese board was the best part of everything of like yeah. my week, my month, my year, maybe. Did you stand by it and hiss at anyone that got near it? I mean, what was your... No, they had little little cheese knives, so I'd kind of cut people if they got near the (laughs) ones. Um, Two things. One, uh, how did you know that Kate was in jet black pigtails and too much makeup last night? (laughs) And two, uh, 
the cheese knife thing just reminded me. So we went out and had a little family dinner last night. Uh, a we bunch did. of us with, with Christy and Jeremy and Ellie. And I thought it was actually really funny. The guy who brought out our salads, because yes, we had salads. Um, we had the diet special, cheese yep. bread and uh, salad. <laughs> Garlic bread and salads. <laughs> um, he offered us tongs and he was just like, oh no, they're to defend yourself from other people at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some of those. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Luke watches the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every year with his family and uh, also does the Burbank Family Fun Run, which is apparently making a bit of a resurgence in his family lately. Uh, I want to know just quickly around the horn where you guys stand on the Macy's Parade and on running in general. Uh, Christy. Macy's Parade, used to love it. It's on too early. Running is never fun. Meredith. Don't care. Hate it. <laughs> Frizz. Uh, never seen a minute of it. Tried to run when I was younger. Made my back hurt. How have you never seen the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? He was in prison for a long time. <laughs> it's been around even but longer than Mike's career at 6 as a bank robber. In but Washington. Do they not re, like, even we noticed in the afternoon between football games, they had re-aired it on NBC. Yeah, they re-aired so like boring. all fucking day. <clears throat> Why would you yeah. wake up for that? It's the most boring thing no. in the world. Uh, I agree with all of you. I couldn't give a shit about the parade. The only thing I like about the parade is I love the very awkward moments when they go off script. Yeah. Because it's this weird world where people who do news entertainment by day are forced to do what is essentially a four hour long commercial mm -hmm. for different companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I love it when somebody says something awkward and they just don't know how to get back. Right. And they just go, yeah, it's the same mm -hmm. thing I love about breaking news on NPR because it's unscripted and they don't know how to handle that. <laughs> it's nice to, I mean, if you're cooking a big dinner, I, I mean, or lunch or whatever they call Thanksgiving when you eat, uh, like 4,000 calories at two in the afternoon. Um, it's good to have in the background. Yeah. It's just like a comfort thing, I guess. So for me, for the parade, meh. And for running, I think you guys know where I stand. I'm running. <laughs> uh, but I did go for a walk this morning, actually, which was really invigorating. Uh, even if it was just to go to the drugstore to find out it was closed. Um, a deer is... The actual drugstore? You are you are in Seattle. Oh, that's right. No, I did not okay. walk to go get recreational fun. <laughs> uh <laughs> No, I just, <laughs> I tried to go to Bartell and then I tried to go to Walgreens and oh. they both opened at eight and it was 745 oh. and I was cold and sad. Um, there's a deer trying to walk on the pool cover at, at Burbank Springs and Luke is seeing this happen. Is this with the penis? Is this, this is the before penis the penis. This is the one where they okay. thought it was going to drown and then Andrew had to <laughs> Google, can deers swim? <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> but i'll admit i was a little anxious about this i was like oh no it, mm -hmm. it really will drown right in front of his face mm -hmm. and i don't want to hear about that but, this right. seems like a it seemed like a um crazy youtube video that you see the oh no the deer's on there it falls in and then someone rushes out and dives into the pool and right it would be carrie of course saving the deer yeah and luke watching yep there is, is no way you should dive in and try to save a deer from drowning you are going to be killed you're yeah, gonna your true. head is going to get kicked you could in, use the net so. <laughs> christy's never seen a deer so she doesn't understand <laughs> or a pool <laughs> rudy would just be asleep the whole time right um my question is, how is this pool not fenced in on all sides somehow? How is a deer getting inside the perimeter oh. of getting near the pool? That's a good question. Uh, because this is the same, like, 
that could be a toddler. Isn't that a mm-hmm. law? I think it's you had to have a, a certain fence yeah, around the, your pool. You have to to be insured. They just probably got a contingency. Uh, what's the insurance agent's name? Kevin <laughs> yeah. O'Brien? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin O'Brien, if you're an LRB listener and that's your name, uh, let us know what the policy is on pool fences. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get into this a little bit later, but we find out that the neighbor feeds these deers. No, that's like feeding rats. They're pretty and they're majestic, but you don't feed them. Right. They're, they, they're, they got plenty to eat. They'll be they, fine. Also... Yeah, you don't feed them. I mean, what are they going to the feed and seed and getting just garbage? <laughs> I mean, what do you feed well, deer? My my Sorry. parents live out in the woods, kind of, and they feed the deer in their front yard because they like to have deer and turkey and stuff roaming around in their yard, mm-hmm. eating their bushes and flowers for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, and they get like corn and bird seed and salt. They get salt licks. Croissant and croissants. <laughs> I was going to say this earlier, but we got distracted. Uh, Stubot. I do feel like the money tree caterpillar should tell us about croissants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good money fit. tree. Money tree. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about the deer penis. I'm going to skip a couple of things because we're oh, on long God. time. Um, my note was simply deer erection. If this isn't the clip of the week, what is? <laughs> right. Right. Even I recognize that mm-hmm. as the clip of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, because this is being edited really quickly, I don't know if there's going to be a clip of the week here or not. Um, so if there isn't folks, just go mm-hmm. skim into Wednesday's show and listen to all the deer dick talk because Luke's, Luke and horror. <laughs> well, the best part is how it came about is that they were giving a shout out to someone that was the tech guy for the show. Andy Cruz. Andy Cruz. And he had just gotten a big promotion and they're talking about it. And Luke is like, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> And then he's just upset. Have you ever seen a deer penis? <laughs> it's giant. Then he describes it. It's like 14 inches long. It's not like a human one. <laughs> oh, maybe not like yours. <laughs> but thanks to Bob Stein, who put up a, a, what, a collage oh, of no. animal penises. Bob, he seemed to have that too. Too readily available. Ready. Yeah, that was, that that was, was just. That yeah. duck one was really upsetting. <laughs> Um, yeah, for a complete catalog, visit robertpape.com. Um, it's been a while since we've done that. Um, deer penis. I'm just getting it in the clear. Um, that was, that made the week. I think that that's going to be a TBTL conversation. That's going to last. Uh, if it can make it through the hump of reruns between Wednesday and Monday, that has some potential to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Top story, I think it was the top story, was the conversation about regional side dishes. Um, I summarized this very quickly. This was the top story on every podcast this week. I just want you to know that, Of course that it was, too. because it was clickbaity. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my summary. Salad is bullshit. Cornbread is delicious. Luke is racist. Biscuit belt sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that covers it. Mm-hmm. Well, the discussion of the sides that we had in our chat uh, led me to discover something that was the worst side dish of all time. And I think Meredith, you sent a link to an article on Jezebel about the, um, the ambrosia or no, it was like a, it was some sort it of was a jello another dessert. jello salad that had apples and celery in it. No, and it, no, it had mayonnaise. <laughs> that in the you middle sell, of it. Yeah. You serve that, it with mayonnaise. That should not be a thing. That's what they served during the depression when they were like, this is kind of like eating meat. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the depression. We have actual food now. Yeah. There, there was probably a hobo code out on the fence that just like it showed somebody throwing up and that they knew that was where that they served that particular dish. Mm-hmm. But you really um, trumped me though. You found something much better. Yes. Yes. In the, in the column next to that story, there was a woman who'd made sourdough bread using yeast from her own yeast infection. No, no that can't be real. Yes. Yes, it is. I hate people. Well, guys, we made it 68 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye forever. Um, Aiden, ask ask your dad about uh, yeast infections and the bread you can make with them. Oh, God damn it. Um, I just want to clarify one point, and that is my running mention that Luke is racist. I say that because in the conversation about cornbread, Luke just assumes that cornbread is something that you just eat in the summer in the South, essentially in a black picnic. I think that's what he was going for. That's what he was saying without saying it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, cornbread is both everywhere because corn is all over the damn place. Uh, and again, is delicious. It's more of a Southwest thing to me. Yeah. I, again, corn is everywhere and there are different kinds of cornbread in different places. Mm-hmm. I would get into this more, but um, it's kind of a wind story and I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is you don't need yeast to make cornbread. So yeah, that's- but, but what am I going to do with all this then? <laughs> you, I say <laughs> fire it, that's, that's fire it straight into the problem. toilet. That's a YP. <laughs> that right. is amazing. That's my clip of the week. <laughs> that and Meredith saying she's thankful for not having children are my two clips of the week. But Still can we true. get some cornbread after this? Because now yes, I really want some. I'll work on that. Um, the internet makes for a short half-life for jokes and memes like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But Luke killed it on Twitter with the Janksgiving tweet. Uh, he did. Hashtag. He was tweeting things Susie Burbank was doing and saying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, blank strong, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Luke encourages Luke or Andrew. Someone says something about DearSpace.com. Mm-hmm. And so I went to DearSpace.com in my extensive research this morning. Yeah. Oh, it's a doozy. Deer Space is dedicated to those of us who share a passion of being outdoors, enjoying God's creation, love of our country, and who care about passing on the heritage of hunting and fishing with our children. We intend to keep this site family-friendly and will not tolerate profanity or other content that would be inappropriate. Um, so you can't it, put up that 14-inch uh, deer schlong No, that but it site. appears to be some sort of, like, hunter's dating site. Ooh. Oh, you guys need to look Deerspace.com, share your passion. Join well, today. It's can you free. tell me about Weasel here? His oh, yeah. username's Weasel. We've got recent logins, Weasel. We've got also Delso, Del Soul Girl, who appears to be... If there's any single Wagoneers out there, this might be the place for you. Yeah. If you love the Lord and not profanity. You yeah. wouldn't be listening to this show, this though. This is Chris <laughs> for people who like to shoot things. Right. If you love guns and the Lord, this is the place for you. Oh, there's a little section for kids. There's a fun and game section here. I bet you could go in there and do you get to shoot just, people? Yeah, you can. You get to dress a deer, and that you know, it's not Drink putting clothes on a deer. Spoiler alert: it's removing its guts. <laughs> yes, yes. Just so long as it's not aroused. Um, and that's it. That's all. Oh, that's the end of my notes for Wednesday. So uh, we have goodbye. Just- we have just a couple of minutes left here. Uh, Christy's got cornbread to eat. Christy's got yeah, cornbread. Christy has questions and you can't cornbread. can't talk about cornbread and then not give me some. 
<laughs> she said similar to Jeremy, but he keeps not giving her any. <laughs> uh, so last night we went to the Mandarin Gate, and I just want to thank everybody who came out for Little Red Bandwagon's event. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I think I went to a thing that had a Facebook page, and more people showed up than RSVP'd on the Facebook page. We took over the mm-hmm. Mandarin Gate, and they were not prepared for us (laughs) oh that's not news (laughs) they never seem prepared though um we pushed every table we could get together and we had over 30 people there at one point uh it was impressive uh the karaoke host pretty good no no he was a good host but he was a terrible singer which is so funny that because normally karaoke hosts they are really good and they like to showcase themselves this guy did a song and I just couldn't stop laughing. I thought he was joking. I think he started the night with a song that he really tanked. And I think it was to set the mood for the Mandarin Gate. He set the bar so low that anyone could go up <laughs> and feel comfortable. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, I don't want to sing, but now I can with right. confidence. Um, so this was, was, my... it all, was it all you guys singing or did anyone else get in? So did anyone? There were a couple of tables of, I think, kind of regular slash ringer types. And they got their rounds in. Good. Uh, including the guy who went from doing an impressive Eminem. Mm-hmm. When he came up, so he's a this what? middle-aged guy. He had uh, cargo pants on, and I see that it's he's going to do uh, I am what I say I am. Yeah. And I go, oh, no, uh-uh. No, you do not do uh, rap music. You do not do this. Cargo pants and a short-sleeve plaid pattern shirt. Yeah, definitely he, all from REI he, or something. He managed to make himself significantly whiter than Eminem. Yes. It, and I just kept saying, nope, this is going to be terrible. I, I, I'm embarrassed for him already. He nailed it. Yeah. So good. He, he hit it. I mean, it was impressive. Uh, he got back up later and we were waiting to see if he was mm-hmm. going to do more white rap. Mm-hmm. And instead he did, um, Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's a good one. Which he also nailed. So good. Mm-hmm. But my thinking is that he's probably got three songs that he's mm-hmm. really great at. I think I turned over to Brittany at that point and I just said, people hate it when he does this song in July. <laughs> <laughs> well, we- Phyllis said she's seen him do the Rihanna Eminem song and he does both parts and it sounds really good. Yes. So I, d- I wish he was doing that one. Um, I have a call out for a 10 named Paul V. I think it was Paul V. Mm-hmm. I'd never met him before. No, never seen him. I he over- doesn't have a Facebook page. I overheard him mention to another 10 that he used to listen and kind of stopped after the thousandth show because he's just been busy and he's not so much on the podcasting world. Uh, but he randomly showed up at the Manor Gate for our event. He didn't sit with us. But then he was the first singer and came up and started just a, a 2000 show, TBTL. And he's like, where, where is this guy coming from? He was amazing. Yeah, he sang a couple of duets where he sang both the girls' part and the guys' part and nailed them. And he danced like a crazy person and I loved it. There were it. some Michael Jackson moves on stage. Yeah. yeah. And then he would just come sit back down and be like, yeah, I do karaoke once in a while. A <laughs> uh, lot of talent among the Wagoneers. There was some serious uh, mm-hmm. making the rest of us look bad going on up on stage there. And we got to meet, I've got to meet a bunch of people that I've never met before. Yeah, me too. Um, 
and re you know visit with people who I met over the summer here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really successful event. So thank you everyone for coming out, and thank oh. you to the Mandarin Gate for somehow having my tab only be fifteen dollars at the end of the night. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> it's magic. There. Wow, magic and miracles. Um, and we Facetime Mike. So Mike got yeah. to say hi. Yeah, tell I want to say thank. <laughs> tell us what that looked Bobby, like from your end, because from our end it was messy. <laughs> Bobby called me. He Facetimed me, uh, and then I got passed around the table. Um, I barely got any refractory time between between <laughs> my FaceTime with anybody. Just but like your I, first day in prison. <laughs> I I went I went all the way around the table. I, I could hear what the people were saying, and they couldn't hear me. And then when I got to Phyllis, Phyllis insisted on putting her. Um, Earbuds, her, mm-hmm. yeah, her earbuds in, so she could talk to me. So I talked to Phyllis for a while, and then the earbuds went around with me for a little while, and I talked to some other people, and it was pretty amazing. It was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you getting me in on that, Bobby. And We're, I can't take too much credit for it. It was actually Christy's idea. I'm just the one who, who pulled the trigger. Oh yeah, because I found out I don't have your phone number, which I thought was weird, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> Because my big now, idea, now you know what it's like to be me, and it's, people won't give me right exactly or one number, number off. Yeah. <laughs> um. Th- so my big idea was to FaceTime you guys today. I'm trying to still narrow down a, a selfie stick so that we can FaceTime you today during the show. We just need to find mm-hmm. the closest Radio Shack. Well, I don't want to actually purchase one of those things. I don't want. <laughs> well, you don't. You right. don't get them anywhere. And you could probably get them at a secondhand store now, Bobby. Why don't you go? Go check that out. Or can we return it the next With day? With my cufflinks? Can we record a podcast about taking it back to CVS tomorrow? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we need a selfie stick. I think we just need to put someone up on somebody's shoulders. Okay. We'll make it work. That won't be annoying if we're in the front. Um, <laughs> so, but will you guys will you guys answer? Because you guys are going to uh... be all together. Yeah, we will. We're going to be at somebody else's house. I I would imagine we'll try. I mean, if you try to hook something up, we'll try to work with it. I would love to okay. get a different perspective too. Well, we have both- I don't think it's there's going to be a video stream, right? It's just going to be right. a Cairo right. audio. We've turned this episode into both production meeting for our next episode, or at least tonight. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, we're just diving into things that may or may not happen. So when you hear this. <laughs> We may or may not have FaceTimed the Dallas crew in. Um, so tonight, uh, Christy and I will be at the 2000th show with a lot of the people who are here. Uh, you guys are going to be in Dallas partying it up with the Dallas 10s. Mm-hmm. I heard there was cheese. There's lots of cheese. <laughs> Ample oh, cheese. I'm going to need pictures of that. Okay. Um, and I'm surprised Dr. Rob isn't coming when there's a lot of he cheese. Has- he has family in. I did get in touch with oh. Rob. So he has Thanksgiving family, you know. He's still bitter about the severance package. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he, he might be mad. He didn't say that. But uh, Hillary is coming, who's been on the show before. Um, and she's a blast. Excellent. Um, with that, guys, I think we should get on out of here. And uh, when you hear this, the 2000th show will have come and gone. So. Uh, if anything horrendous happens or interesting happens, you'll probably already know. Uh, and we look forward to talking about it on the next episode of Little Red Bandwagon. Anything else, guys? I don't think so. Happy 2000. Now that's how a radio professional gets you in under an hour. Good job, Bobby. Do what I can. Christy, <laughs> do your part. Oh, 
Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. I got like four hours to Google deer dick pics before we go to the show. Read my unread text message. You have a message from Meredith Mahan. It says, Pistol, dizzy face with discomfort. Down sign with medium dark skin tunnel. Face with tears of joy. Smiling pile of poo. Smiling pile of poo. Just put it 15 times. Pile of poo. Would you like to reply? That's her version of spaghetti. Nailed it!